Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 275. <clears throat> Praise now, creative mind, maker of earth and heaven. Glory and power to him belong. Joy of the sun and skies, strength where the hills arise. So let us praise with joy and song. Hymn number 275. The scriptural selection this morning will be given by Karen from California. Isaiah, who has directed the spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, has taught him? With whom took he counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge? and showed to him the way of understanding. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me, 
declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Romans. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord or who hath been his counselor? For of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable one. Thy, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy, thy will be done in earth as it is. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. 
for God is infinite. All power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let us now sing hymn number 201. Oh, do not bar your mind against the light of good, but open wide, let in the word, and truth will be your food. Hymn number 201. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Sunday morning service for August 20th, 2023. We begin each Sunday morning at 10 o'clock with our roundtable discussion, which is a valuable and practical training session in Christian science. If you missed this morning's discussion, you can find a link to the recording of it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. Our website has an amazing amount of the very finest Christian science literature that you can read, study, and listen to. There are writings by Mary Baker Eddy and writings by students who lived in her home and saw her live this science on a daily basis. These are a wonderful source to get the pure teaching that Mrs. Eddy gave. And we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science 
in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. They are all completely free, and you don't have to join anything either. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. That class has its own teleconference number, so any child anywhere in the world can participate. In fact, many of the students do attend by phone. So if you have a child of Sunday school age and don't live in the area, call the church and we will give you that number. We will be more than happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We also have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healing and lives beautifully transformed through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery available at every one of our services for infants and toddlers. So be sure to bring the whole family. Everyone is welcome here including all of you who are listening and participating from all over the world. We will now have the reading of a testimony from Science and Health, which attests to the healing power obtained from the, from the study of Christian Science textbook. That reading will be given this morning from Shahidat from Maryland. Page 670. Morally and physically healed. I did not accept Christian science on account of any healing of my own, but after seeing my mother, who was fast drifting towards helplessness with rheumatism, restored to perfect health with only a few treatments in Christian science, I thought surely this must be the truth that Jesus taught and practiced it. And if so, it was what I had been longing for. This was about 10 years ago, and I was the first and was the first I had ever heard of Christian science. We soon got a copy of Science and Health, and I began in the right way to see if Christian science was the truth. I had no thought of studying it for bodily health, for body, bodily healing. In fact, I did not think I needed it for that, but my soul cried out for something I had not yet found. This book was indeed a key to the scriptures. It was not long after I began reading before I discovered that my eyes were good and strong. I could read as much as I wished at any time, which was something I could not do before, as my eyes had always been weak. The doctor said they never would have. They, my, the doctor said they never would be very strong, and that if I did not wear glasses, I might lose my sight altogether. I never gave up to wearing glasses. And now, thanks to Christian science, I do not need them. My work for the past two years as a railway mail clerk being a good test. At the same time my eyes were healed, I also noticed that I was entirely healed of another ailment, which had been with me my, all, all my life, and which was believed to be inherited. Since that time, my growth has seemed to, has seemed to me slow. Yet when I look back and view myself as I was before Christian science found me and, my, and compare it with my life as it is now, I can only close my eyes to the picture and rejoice that I have been born again and that I have, been, that I have daily been putting off the old man of his deeds and putting on the new man. 
some of the many things that have been overcome through the study of, Christian, of science and health and through realizing and practicing the truth it teaches are profanity, the use of tobacco, a very quick temper which made both myself and those around me at times very miserable, and such thoughts as malice, events, etc. From OLR, Fort Worth, Texas. The Bible and the Christian Science Textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts and their correlative passages from our textbook. These comprise our sermon. The canonical writings, together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their denominational, spiritual import and application to all ages, past, present, and future, constitute a sermon undivorced from truth, uncontaminated or fettered by human hypotheses, and authored by Christ. The lesson, for, lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 16 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, mind. The golden text is from Isaiah. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The responsive reading is from Psalms. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endureth forever. The works of his hands are verity, and judgment. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverent is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. I will read from the Bible. Psalms. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down 
and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. First Chronicles. David said to Solomon, My son, as for me, it was in my mind to build an house unto the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Behold, a son shall be born to thee, who shall be a man of rest, and I will give him rest from his enemies round about. For his name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quietness unto Israel in his days. He shall build an house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, the Lord be with thee, and prosper thou, and build the house of the Lord thy God, as he hath said of thee. Only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding, and give thee charge concerning Israel, that thou mayest keep the law of the Lord thy God. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the Lord of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind, for the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. And give unto Solomon, my son, a perfect heart to keep thy commandments, thy testimonies, and thy statutes, and to do all these things, and to build the palace for the which I have made provision. Second Chronicles. And Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him, and magnified him exceedingly. So Solomon and all the congregation with him went to the high place that was at Gibeon, for there was a tabernacle of the congregation of God, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, had made in the wilderness. In that night did God appear unto Solomon and said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said unto God, 
Thou hast showed great mercy unto David my father, and hast made me to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto David my father be established, for thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this thy people that is so great? And God said unto Solomon, Because this was in thine heart, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast asked long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people, over whom I have made thee king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall there any after thee have the like. And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to prove Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem. And Solomon told her all questions, and there was nothing hid from Solomon which he told her not. And she said to the king, it was a true report which I heard in mine own land of thine acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit I believed not their words until I came and mine eyes had seen it. And behold, the one half of the greatness of thy wisdom was not told me, for thou exceedest the fame that I heard. Blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighteth in thee to set thee on his throne, to be king for the Lord thy God, because thy God loved Israel to establish them forever. Therefore made he thee king over them to do judgment and justice. Proverbs. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart unto understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Amanda from Missouri will now read. 
I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Mind is the same life, love, and wisdom yesterday and today and forever. All substance, intelligence, wisdom, being, immortality, cause, and effect belong to God. These are His attributes, the eternal manifestations of the infinite divine principle, love. No wisdom is wise but His wisdom. No truth is true. No love is lovely. No life is life but the divine. No good is but the good God bestows. Divine metaphysics, as revealed to spiritual understanding, shows clearly that all is mind, and that mind is God, omnipotence, omnipresence, omniscience, that is, all power, all presence, all science. Hence all is in reality the manifestation of mind. Material sense is an absurd phrase, for matter has no sensation. Science declares that mind, not matter, sees, hears, feels, speaks. The term science, properly understood, refers only to the laws of God and to his government of the universe, inclusive of man. From this it follows that businessmen and cultured scholars have found that Christian science enhances their endurance and mental powers, enlarges their perception of character, gives them acuteness and comprehensiveness, and an ability to exceed their ordinary capacity. The human mind, imbued with this spiritual understanding, becomes more elastic, is capable of greater endurance, escapes somewhat from itself, and requires less repose. A knowledge of the science of being develops the latent abilities and possibilities of man. It extends the atmosphere of thought, giving mortals access to broader and higher realms. It raises the thinker into his native air of insight and perspicacity. The ancient prophets gained their foresight from a spiritual, incorporeal standpoint, not by foreshadowing evil and mistaking fact for fiction, predicting the future from a groundwork of corporeality and human belief. When sufficiently advanced in science to be in harmony with the truth of being, men become seers and prophets involuntarily, controlled not by demons, spirits, or demigods, but by the one spirit. It is the prerogative of the ever-present divine mind and of thought which is in rapport with this mind to know the past, the present, and the future. Acquaintance with the science of being enables us to commune more largely with the divine mind, to foresee and foretell events which concern the universal welfare, to be divinely inspired, 
yea, to reach the range of fetterless mind. To understand that mind is infinite, not bounded by corporeality, not dependent upon the ear and eye for sound or sight, nor upon muscles and bones for locomotion, is a step towards the mind science by which we discern man's nature and existence. All we correctly know of spirit comes from God, divine principle, and is learned through Christ and Christian science. If this science has been thoroughly learned and properly digested, we can know the truth more accurately than the astronomer can read the stars or calculate an eclipse. This mind reading is the opposite of clairvoyance. It is the illumination of the spiritual understanding which demonstrates the capacity of soul, not of material sense. This soul sense comes to the human mind when the latter yields to the divine mind. Such intuitions reveal whatever constitutes and perpetuates harmony, enabling one to do good, but not evil. According to Christian science, the only real senses of man are spiritual, emanating from divine mind. Thought passes from God to man, but neither sensation nor report goes from material body to mind. The intercommunication is always from God to his idea, man. There is more Christianity in seeing and hearing spiritually than materially. There is more science in the perpetual exercise of the mind faculties than in their loss. Lost they cannot be, while mind remains. The apprehension of this gave sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf centuries ago, and it will repeat the wonder. Question. Do the five corporeal senses constitute man? Answer. Christian science sustains with immortal proof the impossibility of any material sense and defines these so-called senses as mortal beliefs, the testimony of which cannot be true, either of man or of his maker. The corporeal senses can take no cognizance of spiritual reality and immortality. Nerves have no more sensation apart from what belief bestows upon them than the fibers of a plant. Mind alone possesses all faculties perception, and comprehension. The fading forms of matter, the mortal body, the material earth, are the fleeting concepts of the human mind. They have their day before the permanent facts and their perfection in spirit appear. The crude creations of mortal thought must finally give place to the glorious forms which we sometimes behold in the camera of divine mind, when the mental picture is spiritual and eternal. Mortals must look beyond fading, finite forms if they would gain the true sense of things.
where shall the gaze rest but in the unsearchable realm of mind? We must look where we would walk, and we must act as possessing all power from him in whom we have our being. When we fully understand our relation to the divine, we can have no other mind but his, no other love, wisdom, or truth, no other sense of life, and no consciousness of the existence of matter or error. Every function of the real man is governed by the divine mind. The human mind has no power to kill or to cure, and it has no control over God's man. The divine mind that made man maintains his own image and likeness. The human mind is opposed to God and must be put off, as St. Paul declares. All that really exists is the divine mind and its idea. And in this mind, the entire being is found harmonious and eternal. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let us sing hymn number 188. <clears throat> no eye hath seen, nor tongue declared, nor hath it entered heart of man to know what God hath here prepared for them that love and trust his plan. Hymn number 188.
the perfect wisdom of our God, revealed in all the universe, the things created by his hand, and held together at his command. He knows the mysteries of the seas, the secrets of the stars are his. He guides the planets on their way and turns the earth through another day. i
Let's sing hymn number 241. O Spirit, source of light, thy grace is unconfined. Dispel the gloomy shades of night. Reveal the light of mind. Hymn number 241. from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the Correlative Passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. 
and every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Amen. Amen.